Hello and welcome to the TopCast Pod Show, the number one show on the internet and the masters of your multiverse. I am your host, the Sorcerer Supreme and Master of the Mystic Arts, Lanny Pator, and I am joined this week by the despicable Scarlet Scott. Oh, you know what? Okay, cool. I was I was kind of worried you might try to do something with America Chavez, which, no, Scarlet Scott, though, I'll take it. I'll take it. I was, uh, you know, before before we really get into that, that, that was so jarring. I know it's her oh, name, oh, on, but just every time they say America, America, America can do it. Just okay. fuck. You know what? Fair, fair. If we're going to start off with it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I know her name is America Chavez, but the fact that like half of the lines were, where is America? What do you want with America? We have to save America. And I'm like, this is the most patriotic movie I think I've ever watched in my life. America. Uh-huh. It's as American as a Denny's commercial. I had no idea that Shava, like, that... I had no idea she was even in the movie. I tried to avoid all of the trailers as much as I could because I genuinely just didn't want to get spoiled on anything. I was Um, pretty good about avoiding spoilers, too, aside from the trailer that we saw at the end of like no way home it's actually pretty insane how much you are able to avoid spoilers considering what was that one movie we were we saw the batman and you didn't even know that Catwoman was in it until we got to the theater and i told you i i yeah i avoided it like you know what honestly i've been pretty media blind when it comes to social media uh lately uh it it, i feel like it's been beneficial in a lot of ways but it's also been nice going to theaters and not knowing everything that's going to happen you know oh yeah I, I get what you mean i mean i did i barely knew anything about everything everywhere all at once when i saw it because i actively aggressively try to avoid any trailers because the moment i saw what it was and what it was about i was like yeah i'm gonna see this movie i do not give a shit and i'm really glad i did watch the yeah, uh, well make sure to watch the talk pod show about everything everywhere all at once or just see the movie too also do that yeah do def- definitely see the movie i'm gonna say this flat out if you have a choice between seeing multiverse of madness and everything everywhere all at once I- i'd go everything everywhere all at once uh not to say that multiverse of madness is bad it's just not as good yeah no if we're talking about if we're talking about which movie that's in theaters that you should be seeing right now that has a multiverse yeah see everything everywhere all at once really good uh, it's, re- but, it's really really good definitely not for everybody though i i can understand that but really good from my perspective but now that we've uh talked about the better movie let's talk about well well first well. and foremost uh just gonna touch on a few things that may not get their own subject material in a talk cast here in a little uh little segment we like to call the rundown kaiser i i know that like just before this you were messaging me saying do we have to talk about multiverse of madness it's been out for weeks and rescue rangers just came out i'm like i I haven't seen it i haven't seen it yet either (laughs) why the fuck did you want to talk about (laughs) i i I told you that we could change the time and or date and then i was gonna watch it fair enough but what what is it that piques your interest about it? I'm curious. So when I saw, initially saw the trailers, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit of a cynical bastard when it comes to the current landscape of media in general. Uh, no. Well, I mean, look, we, we're literally talking about what the fifth multiverse property that we've talked about on the Talkcast Bot Show alone. Maybe. Uh, 
and I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little bit poisoned by how many cross media properties that Hollywood feels like it needs to make. And the Rescue Rangers film is, uh, instead of actually doing a continuation of the Rescue Rangers proper, the film itself is about what if Rescue Rangers was a show in a universe where the characters are played by actors that are look like the actual characters, aka Roger Rabbit. Uh, and yeah, and I thought, Hey, that's like, (sighs) part of me loves the idea of a Roger rabbit too. I I genuinely, I would, I would, I would, I would really like to see that honestly. Yeah. Um, but it just, a licensing nightmare, but well, you say that. Uh, considering we have literally the multiverse game uh, multiverses coming out that literally just had a really really good trailer but it yeah but that's warner brothers i mean it's hard to see warner brothers and disney mixing these days without one devouring the other you know true but all i'm saying is five companies own the world so five mm-hmm. corporations own the world so anyway so give it being, so give it a couple decades or or just one really good agreement i mean look mm-hmm. we are we're, we've already got spider-man who's owned by sony and disney happening anyway point being point um it's it looks like a decent film like in general and i've actually heard some really positive things about it but my first response when i saw that was are we really going to get another multimedia film like this are we do we need more crossovers because i, I i'll admit i do like a good crossover myself i grew up on marvel versus capcom but it's gotten to the point where i feel like it's just flexing properties space jam 2 is a fucking it's it's a just such a gross obvious cash in on all of wb's properties and everything that they own and so was ready player one and now we're getting this and i'm sure again that's gonna have a lot of really funny jokes hell the trailer alone did have a couple of jokes that made me laugh and i did literally just watch uh free guy which Free Guy was actually way better than I had any right to be. Like, any right at all. I highly recommend that if you're in... If you want to watch a fun little film about video games and just Ryan Reynolds being peak Ryan Reynolds, it's really good. Um, okay. I don't know. There's a part of me that when I initially saw this, I'm like, okay, so you obviously just didn't believe in the like in making a real rescue rangers film you just wanted a property that you could call back as a nostalgic property that will probably never get a continuation so you could make this again roger rabbit-esque film where there's a big mystery that has to be uncovered by a bunch of characters and i that's again i'm just a little bit poisoned by all these media crossovers i feel like they've been done to death but mm. I don't know. I'm probably go- I'm going to watch it, and I'd like to make a little video about it on my own free time, actually. So you might see that happen, or you might not. Uh, no promises. I'm I'm too scatterbrained, and I've got a billion different projects going on. But it'll all come down to what I have time with, and I have an, if I have an editor. So fair enough. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I haven't been absorbing all that much lately i've i've uh, been keeping up on better call saul i know you still haven't finished breaking bad have you but i did just start re i just started giving it my full watch through uh still on season two so it's gonna gonna be a minute actually i'm just about to meet saul he's about two episodes out from where i'm at right now so yeah uh better call saul uh in in my opinion like in in a lot of ways i enjoy it more than breaking bad interesting uh, yeah uh, it has one of my favorite antagonists that they've ever introduced. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to give away who it is, but when he shows up, he's just like so disarming and charming. But then like 
he's like a, he's like a really charismatic Gus Fring, Who? and it's uh, you might not have met you might not have met him yet. I don't know how far you originally saw into Breaking wait, wait, Bad, wait. but he's. Is, is that is Giancarlo that, Esposito? Okay, okay. I haven't met him yet. I am very eager to meet him because apparently this was the role that sort of made him. Yes. Uh, so I'm very eager to get to him. Yeah, so when you see this guy, uh, the guy I'm talking about is almost a perfect foil to him. Gus is very oh. calm and collected. This guy is very uh, charismatic and friendly and open, but he is an absolute sociopath and he's an amazing villain. I, oh, okay. I absolutely love this this guy. So when you get to him in Better Call Saul, uh, anybody out there that's been watching the show probably knows who I'm talking about. He was actually the guy that played uh, the stepfather in Hawkeye to give reference. <laughs> okay, that, that's got me really curious then. Okay. Yeah, no, he's, he's uh, I'll say this, he's way better in Better Call Saul. I mean, uh, he, was, he was fine for what he was in Hawkeye. Yes. But yeah, I can see what yeah. you mean, actually, now that you say that. Yeah, no, he's he's really cool. And I immediately fell in love with this character. I'm like, oh, my God, I need to see more of this guy. I'm really like I'm really sad that I know he's probably not making it to Breaking Bad years. But eh. uh, but yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, There's something else that I felt like I really wanted to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Watch uh, watch Ranking of Kings. It's one of the best anime out there right now. I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it until everybody's watched Ranking of Kings. Okay, I'll watch Ranking of Kings. People keep recommending it to me. Watch the dub. It's uh, one of the best dubs I've watched in forever. Mm, the trailer for Chainsaw Man came out, and of course, it's Mappa being Mappa, and it looks fucking gorgeous. That trailer's been out for a while, you know. It, they, I think they just released like an English version of it. Really? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Everything I saw was in Japanese, but hey, I saw it and it looks really cool. Oh, well, yeah, that trailer's been out for a while. Um, it's not actually anything from the show proper. They just actually, they literally just animated a bunch of sequences to tease that they were making a Chainsaw Man show, but I am really looking forward to it. Um, hmm. Totally Not Mark actually just did a full review of the manga and uh, it was glowing just absolutely glowing and I've, I've heard nothing but good things that and uh what's that new show that just came out spy oh spy family. family yeah spy cross family spy x family i'm just calling it spy family like hunter hunter right uh, uh I, i've heard nothing but good things about that since super eye patch wolf talked about it as a manga so uh definitely gonna have to give that a shake at some point i want to meet super eye patch wolf that guy is like that guy seems pretty cool he has he has just such a soothing voice i i i too i i switched on his you know berserk is over video and i'm just like okay i'm i'm in for an hour and a half of this echo chamber tell me how great this thing i love is <laughs> talk me to sleep you beautiful irish bastard yeah. just <laughs> what a bunch of a bunch of really really great i feel like a bunch of the really great youtube like anime tubers are have been coming from europe lately not that there aren't plenty of great ones in the states but it's it's really neat I think I remember Matt Pat doing a thing a while ago where he said, like, why, uh, why do European YouTubers get such great exposure? It's because, well, they have multinational crossover appeal, like uh, how PewDiePie got so big is because he was in Sweden, but he spoke English. So he bridged the gap to America. People over there watched it, which spiked his ratings in Europe, which spiked, which then spiked his ratings in America again. So they just the algorithm just kept promoting them back and forth. So also, also, also. Those accents. 
those accents they're so good i mean i i can't i I listen to so many different irish people on on freaking youtube i know right it's really funny the osw like the old school wrestling podcast uh three irishmen uh ryan hollinger who talks about uh horror videos and then super eye patch wolf who talks about anime and all sorts of nerd culture stuff and his garfield video is insane i will never forget that garfield video that garfield video is now like will hold a place in my heart as like a quintessential youtube piece of youtube now it's perfect pun intended yeah uh other than that uh been playing the evil dead game a bit uh it's 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 pretty good i mean we played a little bit of dead by daylight right and i know we played the hell out of left for dead back in the day oh so it's kind of a cross between the two uh it's still a little janky a little like unpolished in places but one player uh gets to play as like the kandarian demon that summons in shit that the players have to like the uh hero characters have to deal with and the hero characters are trying to collect pages of the necronomicon and destroy them okay but what part of the game has tree assault that's that's what i care about <laughs> all of it actually oh, God. you can set up you can set up tree traps oh okay they don't do what they do in the original movie well, that's granted good. that's good yeah uh but you can you can float up to a tree as the demon just like set trap and then if people walk by it, it's like slap I, uh, that's actually pretty great i love the idea of a tree that just grabs you out of nowhere yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. I played it a bunch last night. Uh, might play a bit more of it tonight. Uh, still haven't gotten a group together to play as the hero team because, God help me, I'm not going to play that game with randos. I have played against teams of randos. It does not work out. Oh, yeah, they, I bet not. They, they are really bad. But the game seems very balanced against the demon. Really? Huh. Yeah. Like you can do some damage, but it's it's really hard to win. I think out of like the four games I played last night, I won one. I think honestly, when it comes to these like one v five games, like the uh, what do they call that? The asymmetrical asymmetrical games, like the asymmetrical versus games. Uh, I actually find myself constantly going back to uh, Left for Dead as the quintessential version of that, and unfortunately, I just I've never found a game that quite captured. Left 4 Dead is still so good. I mean, we played Back for Blood and it just doesn't measure up. Oh, yeah. Well, Back for Blood had a lot of problems between its gameplay and its presentation. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, it, w- it would just be nice to have another like asymmetrical versus game like that, that I felt really just... It not only gave you a satisfying game where you honestly feel like you won or you lost, you know, fairly... But also one that just offers more variety. I feel like that's always been a big problem. I feel like if Evil Dead gets the support it needs, I think it can get there. Mm. This feels like a great platform to build off of. But hopefully, hopefully they get there. I've been enjoying it. I hope I can find other people to enjoy it with me. Uh, but enough about Evil Dead. Let's talk about the director of Evil Dead. Oh, and good segue, you the bitch. multiverse of madness. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm here. It's why it's why I get paid the mediocre bucks. So we're gonna talk about mom then. All right, we're gonna talk about uh, Doctor Strange and the mom. Yeah, which by the way, uh, really perfect because motherhood is literally a huge part of the movie. I don't it know. It is. If, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but like it's this movie. It's also, literally- it, it also really works for the porn parody. Just is that milfs of madness? Oh, the multi milfs of madness 
Multi-milfs of madness. Uh, Come on, Brazzers, hire me! I don't need to be talent, but I would not object. Um, but yeah, I don't actually know where I want to begin because I it, uh, this movie has been out for so long. I feel like uh, there was a part of me that was like okay with not even necessarily doing this and doing something on the Rescue Rangers film, if only because this movie's been out for like two weeks and I feel like everyone has seen it or heard enough about it. Uh, that being said, uh, do we want to just kind of include spoilers out the gate? We or can we... jump pretty much straight into spoilers after saying your general opinion, I'd say. I mean, I, I'd say for me, it ranked about like a 6.5, 7 out of 10. I really enjoyed a lot of aspects of it. Uh, other parts of it, eh. But overall, I think you can spend your time at a movie theater in worse ways. Definitely. Like, look, if... So uh, I can absolutely say that it is not a film that you can watch if you're not an MCU fan. I'm going to be completely honest with that because Scarlet Witch's entire story in this movie stems immediately off of WandaVision. You yeah, this, literally, is the, this is the first movie that you really have to be in tune with the Disney Plus series. Yeah, and uh, I think that's only going to become more of a thing when uh, Kang gets more involved with the MCU because of Loki. Um, so you absolutely need to watch WandaVision before you see Doctor Strange. So this is a film that I absolutely have to say, like, hey, it doesn't, it, like, you have to be a big MCU guy for this. You have to not only have watched Doctor Strange, a bunch of the other films, the fucking WandaVision TV series. So I have to say, like, I was, because I wanted to say something like, oh, well, you know, for an MCU fan, I obviously have to recommend this film. But literally, it's the only people I can recommend this film to. That being mm -hmm. said, I can say that it is good. There are plenty, there's so much good in this film, which is frustrating because all of the really good stuff in Multiverse of Madness, for me, is then balanced out by a bunch of really mediocre shit. They made a really good PG-13 horror movie at times. Yeah. Like, really good. It's... Uh, in terms of, like, some of the horrific kind of shit that happens. It's pretty wild. And that's one of the things I love about Raimi. He can, he can do these horrific things, but they come off in such this, like, over-the-top comedic way that they can get that PG-13 rating if he really wants to. It's... Man, I, Okay. It's just... Hands on the table, Evil Dead 2 is my favorite movie of all time. So that's my bias. I, how do I put this? For me, um, by the way, when we talk about it being PG-13 slash R, this was so, like, I, I think we sometimes It forget. tread the line at times, I feel. I think we sometimes forget how clean and safe the MCU is. Mm. Like, their PG-13 films are only PG-13 because they're language, and they do do some, like, kind of dramatic violence from time to time. But it's really fantasy violence. I, mm. I uh, Some people have once said, like, the MCU is the anime of, of, of the West, basically. Where it's, you know, it gets a little bit violent, but ultimately this stuff is so easily made for kids. I wouldn't have any problem with my kids watching any of the MCU stuff if I had like a 10 year old. I would not be bothered. This is probably the first movie where I was like, oh yeah, no, only probably teenagers should watch some of this because there is some shit. But I wouldn't have classified it as like, oh yeah, this could have skirted an R rating at all. Um, there's, except for one shot that is a little okay, 
yeah even um and that's <laughs> we'll get into that but when it comes to the actual quality of the film overall i love so much of it. it artistically in terms of like this is a ca- sam raimi is an, a director who loves to use his fucking camera there's so much mm-hmm. movement there are angles there's so much he also really loves he also really loves to play with sound uh there there are some shots in this that are very reminiscent of evil dead uh like in evil dead when ash is being you know tormented by the kandarian demon in the cabin you'll like look around like there are these great zoom shots where he looks around the cabin and there are these really exaggerated sound effects like he's looking at the beam of wood atop like this kind of holding the house up and you're just getting this kind of like scratchy wood sounds and he'll like zoom in on all this other stuff and just get these really kind of disturbing sound effects playing to show that there's like some psychological mumbo jumbo going on i do have to and say they do that and then they do that in this I, I do have to say i loved the music oh man the music in this like it's i don't it, not a lot of it was incredibly memorable like i'm not thinking about yeah. like all of the music or humming it to myself but it's use in the movie i have a thing for the trills that they used it was and, all very complimentary yeah I, just all these little trills for when a character is like shocked or something is revealed and I, I loved it i i was a big fan of that um and it really goes to show you that the best part of the films are the parts that Raimi had more control over the yeah, worst, I, don't, I don't know i don't know if there are parts that he really yes. didn't have that much control yeah. over. oh there, you, you there, know, there, there, you there are okay. there are a bunch there's a bunch and it's all the parts you'd think there were probably uh, america chavez was not a part of his design uh she was put into the film uh because they wanted to work in america chavez for one reason or another i can see look how- man everybody's leaving the mc like all the people that people love are leaving the mcu they need to fill the gaps um and, and, and by the way, I should say that I did do a little bit of research on this, but it's very possible that I could be getting any detail wrong. Like, there's a, a, when it comes to reports on what was supposed to be in the movie, what wasn't supposed to be in the movie, they're always conflicting because everybody's got a source and everybody's reporting. But from what I heard, she wasn't originally supposed to be a part of the design. She was kind of put in a little bit, not late into the process, but late enough that it's like the original goal of the movie was shifted quite a bit. Um, And considering that America Chavez is a main character, uh, that's kind of a problem in two ways. Um, But we see and honestly watching the film yeah america chavez is not originally part of being a part of the design absolutely feels right because the film is largely about dr strange and 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 um wanda wanda i was gonna say scarlet witch but yeah it's about wanda and, and yeah and then, and then she and then she's just there almost as kind of like a, a MacGuffin placeholder. Yeah, her entire character in the entire movie is a MacGuffin. We get her backstory, which is hilarious, or as I like to say, her beginnings. It, watch the film, mm. it makes sense. Um, but it is kind of laughable. Uh, and I mean, kudos to them for, and I, I don't care about spoiling the, spoiling this necessarily. Um, there's a bit of LGBT representation in the film with America. Yeah, she has having, moms. Yeah, she has moms. Again, the movie is about moms. Um, and you know, which is kind of neat. And she also wears this little, she wears the full LGBT like flag on her at all times. Like the full one with, uh, the black and the brown and the trans colors, which, uh, I'm wondering how that's going to work in China. We'll find out. 
Um, but yeah, it's, oh yeah, actually, no, I think the film can't show in China for a lot of reasons. Not, not the least of which, including all the skulls. Um, that's something you can't have in Chinese films. So I actually don't, I actually think the film may not air at all in China. So that's, let me see. Yeah. Anyway, Doctor Strange um, Multiverse of Madness gets backlash from China. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness got no release date yet. Yep. 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 About so. Anyway, point being, um, and also, and this is a bit of a spoiler, so I'm not going to get into any details. There is a certain scene with some cameos halfway through the movie that was out of his control. I think it's fine to go into spoilers. We we gave our general opinion, and well, again, this movie's been out for a minute. Yeah. Well, then let me let me just give my quick summary of the film. Uh, okay. I, like like my two sentences. The film is gorgeous. It's obvious that Sam Raimi wanted to really come back into the comic book film uh, movement with a with a full swing of the bat but there are a lot of places where you can tell that that mcu control the the need to fit in stuff just to make sure everything is interconnected corporate meddling corporate meddling it really hampers some of the better parts of this movie i do enjoy it and i think anyone who's a fan of sam raimi is going to find a lot to love here and i think that people who want to see a little bit more horror in their marvel films are also going to find a lot to love here uh, it's kind of interesting the, some of the parts that uh it kind of feels like at one point sam raimi responds to the corporate overreach in a very satisfying way mm-hmm. so at the very least while the film does have corporate meddling raimi does the best with what he has and it's a pretty Pretty satisfying film with some really cool shots and creative ideas throughout. Um, I do unfortunately feel like if this is the best we're going to get out of some of the best directors that the MCU can find, it unfortunately leaves me a little bit gutted because I fear for the future of the MCU. Yeah, it does feel like we're jumping into kind of an era of like we obviously hit the climax with infinity war and Endgame, and it was going to be difficult no matter what to get beyond that and i feel like what's happening right now is what happened almost directly after the disney animation renaissance where they're just going to keep trying to throw things at the board until something sticks and either something is going to work out and it's really going to work for them or they're going to have to wait and see what the next fad is going to be it is possible that superhero films while i'm certainly won't go anywhere uh in the next five to ten years might not be the mainstream thing anymore well i think i think they're trying to do their best with what they've got and they're trying to build up something for secret war uh and having a bunch of multiverse stuff is really interesting but ultimately uh, it's really kind of just handicapping their ability to tell good stories I remember Iron Man, like Iron Man is not the glowing perfect film like we like to hold it up as, you know, years later, but damn it, it felt like its own thing, like it didn't have to be a part of anything in particular, it it, it stood alone and had an attitude and feel that was very much uh, a a part of the uh, director, um, why am I forgetting the director's name, John Favreau, it felt like something that John Favreau would make. And now we get a film that feels like Sam Raimi was doing his best to make it all his own, but he can't. He just can't anymore. We're so in deep. This is the same problem I've always had with comics. We literally did with comic book movies what comics unfortunately fell into by crossing everything over. You're never going to get its own strong story anymore. Hell, even Shang-Chi is plagued with bullshit. 
Yeah. And it, it all feels really directionless right now because of that, because you have all these new characters that you're introducing and all these old characters that people already know and love. And it, while, yeah, I know it's kind of the point that they don't want them all meshing immediately. Like they aren't going to jump straight into new Avengers territory, yeah. but uh it does feel a little directionless and until we get something that kind of ties it all together it's it's hard to say exactly where we're going with this and what's actually happening so you're just kind of along for the ride and just hoping that things work out it it almost feels a bit like what they had with star wars when disney first bought it where they're just like yeah let's just fucking throw everything at the wall just go go and still haven't really worked their way out of that hole but who knows? Spoiler time. <laughs> yeah, let's jump into the spoilers. Let's get right into the mix. So, um, yeah, I, I, America Chavez uh, is introduced in this film, and she's, like, right up at the front there with Steven. And uh, I have to say, um, this film throws a lot of proper nouns at you, like, immediately. Uh, I felt like this movie was nonstop. Yeah. Like every scene was either I'm going to explain a bunch of bullshit to you really quick or there's a bunch of really weird shit happening. Yeah. Um you're immediately thrust like I've here's the thing. I've seen a like a large vocal I think minority but maybe more than that. But people say the film was boring and maybe it's only boring because it just it throws a lot at you and it's like, no, we're going whole hog into this. We're just going to jump right into the plot and move, move, move. And I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, I guess we'll just get right into multiverse hopping madness. And I could not believe that we got the villain reveal like that. It was actually kind of neat for them to be like, yeah, no, this is the actual villain. And the fact that they were able to kind of like keep that a secret in the trailers. Yeah. Sort of impressive. I was surprised because like I said, I had avoided all media. I didn't realize Wanda was the bad guy. Uh, That, by the way, like I said, Sam Raimi, obviously like the reveal was gorgeous that fucking bloodborne ass scenery after uh, like wanda's like okay yeah no all this is a fucking illusion and then she reveals that they're standing in this just absolutely decimated like again it looks like straight out of bloodborne holy fuck it, it also gives uh some credence to uh dr strange because i remember like one of the lines right before when he's like looking at like the leaves like the branch on the tree is like this looks real Yep. And it's like, it's, she's like, it's because it is. And he's like, hmm. <laughs> but then you realize when it's none of it's real, he's like, aha, I knew there was something up. <laughs> well, that's sort of interesting, too, because it's uh, it kind of goes to show it's that she's becoming very powerful. Yeah, she's become incredibly strong. Uh, and I think that's really cool. Like, it's a great way to show early on, like, oh, she's um she might actually be kind of a match for Strange. And we very quickly find out that because of her use of the dark... The Necronomicon is just all that it was ever labeled in my head. Yeah. That's essentially basically what it is. I, I forget what it's called. It's the Darkhold. Dark Dark, the, dark, the Darkhold. Dark okay. Yeah, the Darkhold. Through the power of the Darkhold, um, she has become super duper strong and which by the way um yeah we see her get into that at the very end of wandavision where she's using this book and doing some creepy shit i will say this i i want to get this out of the way making her the villain 
A plus, absolutely about it, 100%. Uh, because as far as Wanda goes, I felt like she was always a character that could absolutely be a good guy turned villain. She works really well for that. It's not like the first, it's not like they haven't done it in the comics. However, I will say it kind of sucks that we get an entire series about her struggling to do the right thing, her doing the right thing. And then the first time we get to see her after the series, no, she is just full on villain. And I get why. They explain, like, oh, the Dark Hold has taken basically her down this morally gray route, straight down, just full on dark. Why didn't she but, grow the third eye? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, oh, wait, she she had that, like, thing on. Maybe it was there. Yeah, uh, that's a, I, I, I am kind of curious why she didn't grow the third eye. The that, really bad CGI third eye. It's, oh, yeah, that looked really bad, right? Okay. May as well have cool. drawn it on. Yeah. Um, part of me actually wonders if the third eye is something to do very specifically with Doctor Strange. That it's very possible Maybe. because both both um, that one Doctor Strange from the universe that was impacting on itself, like uh, he had it, and then Doctor Strange ends up getting it later. Um, but yeah, I it, it's it's sort of interesting. Uh, but anyway, the fact that we get straight into oh no, she is full on a bad guy was a little dissatisfying. It didn't kill the film for me, but it did sort of it distracted me from the story that they were trying to tell with her, which was a story I really could have gotten into. The idea of she saw her children. Uh, she wants the children that she imagined back and she has dreamt them in another universe. Which, by the way, I also really liked the idea of all those dreams you've ever had, that, those are peeks into other universes. Well, that, that's, that's cute. Um, I also like that. leads to a lot of questions. Who was the father? Was it Vision? Can he reproduce? Don't talk about Vision. The film doesn't. It's true. And it's fucking weird that it doesn't. Yeah. I it, mean, gra granted, the vision we knew was gone. But, but there's still albino vision out there. And that's fucking weird. Like, albino vision is literally somewhere out there somewhere. And now Wanda, again, we yeah, are deep in the spoilers. Maybe he's out in the universe doing some, like, Dr. Manhattan bullshit. Like, we just don't know where the fuck he is and where he went. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh oh, and Geo Emperor here. I'm not going to count this as a spoiler saying, yes, it is a reference to the Eye of Agamotto. So, yeah, I guess uh, it might just be a thing that um, the Senor Strange gets. Okay. Well, it looks stupid. It really uh, does. It, <laughs> it looks awful. Honestly, having the eye be. It should have just been a vertical slit instead of the horizontal because the horizontal just looks really weird. And also just having it be one of his eyes. No, no, it looks bad. It looks very bad. It looked bad in every shot. Every shot. Um, but yeah, so we never see anything about Vision. We can only assume that that was probably... He's probably the father, especially since... I mean, they look exactly the same, which makes me kind of Although, wonder... Although, I, I, guess, I guess it could also be implied that, you know, she dreamt about those kids at one point, so the, that's like, you know, oh, in another life, I have these children, so these are the ones that I'm going to create here. Uh, so I think that could also be the implication, and we just don't know who daddy is. I think, by the way, thank you. You immediately said what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So whoever the dad is, there's there must have been a dad. Um, but yeah, I'm... Who knows? Uh, but the story itself for Wanda came off a little bit flimsy for me. It, Not, it goes really quick because this movie is already like nearly two and a half hours, right? And uh, maybe I'm getting old. I'm really tired of sitting in a movie theater for nearly three hours. 
at a, at a time. You're not but, getting old. A lot of people feel the same way. Um, so, but then, then that does bring me back to America Chavez has no place in this film. Not in terms of being a part of the film that where she's useful and she is part of the plot. She's necessary to the plot, but her entire character development, she feels so out of place. Like it, it, the fact that she has the final fight with Wanda is so no. W- what? I, I understand that she was being chased by Wanda and ultimately she, this it's up to America Chavez to kind of like fight her. But I, I just hated that because she never gets enough development. You never feel like you connect with her. She's just there as the MacGuffin the entire movie. So, like, I feel if they were going to introduce America Chavez, she needed. Are you? Yeah, okay. Do it every time. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> if they were going to introduce America, they really could have done it in another film where it felt like she was the focus and not Doctor Strange with his problems and Wanda with her problems and Christine and her problems and the multiverses and their problems. Sorry. Going into this, I thought we were going to be dealing with, you know, uh, more things like Dormammu, Shumagorath and uh, all the cool multiversal monstrosities that Marvel does have. But we really only see one and that's about it. And we also only jump into like what two different universes, really? Uh, we we jump into. I mean, we we, we jump into yeah, the oh one God, where I they think... spend a majority of the time, and then we jump into the one where Doctor Strange fucked everything up. And it wasn't even the guy from uh, What If. Like that was the that was the kicker for me. It's like, wow, you can tie this into What If now. Interesting. Okay, now you have reason, Amazing. and then. I'm actually glad they didn't, though. I, I, we already uh, have. Maybe, but I don't know. It, it makes you... When they do stuff like that, it, it feels like it justifies your time watching something to me. Although, I guess there is a possibility that... Uh, actually, I have no idea of whether or not um, Commander Carter is supposed to be the same. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Um, point being... Uh, Maybe multiple universes that happened. Yeah, I mean, that may, it can happen. They're apparently infinite, whatever. Her universe apparently has X-Men, so that's neat. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I actually, like, I do not like multiverse uh, theory when there are infinite, like, basically, essentially, infinite multi- multiple universes where, like, anything could have happened. I actually hate that. I, it's always been something that's really bothered me because unfortunately this was the universe where you had a ham sandwich instead of a grilled cheese this morning well it, it, when you do something it, it's kind of like when you um heavily involve time travel uh because it honestly muddies everything up i when you involve infinite possibilities everything seems less important and and i know everything everywhere all at once kind of touches on a little bit on that about the uh the good nihilism versus the negative nihilism the positive nihilism of yeah uh, there is a billion different places but that means you know you make your choices matter they matter to you they affect you you know you don't have to worry about everything else um but then there's this feeling where it just kind of makes the plot feel like okay, then why do I care about this world where another world is absolutely perfect? You know, there's with everything, uh, it just, it genuinely makes the story feel less important to me when you have a bunch of different universes where anything could have happened. I I prefer, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It just, yeah, it just makes me feel like the stakes aren't, don't matter. That's all. 
that's fair. I mean, the stakes themselves are always just whatever the hell the plot says the stakes are anyway. So, uh, as as narrative as, as narrative things go, I, I felt like it was still good on that ground because the only universe that matters in the end is the core universe, the one that we spend all the time in. Uh, the question that always came into my mind was uh, when they did hop universes, and we saw that universe's Mordo, who. Uh, I guess had a full fucking story off screen in the other universe because Doctor Strange explains this. Yeah, no, he tried to kill me. He's like, when? When did that happen? What? I was not. Uh, and I feel like there was something in the first film that alludes to that. There was an after credit scene where he takes away some dude's magic because he was playing basketball. Uh, that was it. Like they heavily implied that there was going to be a sequel where Mordo was going to be a bad guy and we never saw anything else of it. So when he shows up in the other universe and he's like, oh, yeah, our Doctor Strange, he uh, sacrificed himself. It implies heavily that in every universe, wherever there's a Doctor Strange or a Mordo, that they're played by the same person. So does that mean when they do the Fantastic Four movie in this universe, it's going to be John Krasinski? I have no idea. Um, but, uh, which, by the way, I guess, yeah, uh, fan, fucking Reed Richards is in this film, played by John Krasinski, like everybody kind of suspected that he was going to be since the rumors started. He looks, he, he looks right. Yeah, he looks like, the part. You know, for, for comic books. And uh, I, Charles Xavier is there, which was, uh, I guess, like a really cool trailer pull uh, at one point. But there was no hint of any other mutants or anything. Uh, for a while, when this movie was coming up, I was really worried that they were going to do like a House of M thing. Oh, no. Where I... Wanda was literally going to rewrite reality and just, boink, mutants are here now. Yeah, I mean, I think some people thought that that might happen. Uh, but the moment that we, uh, the, mo the moment I knew that we were getting the Illuminati, which was basically the moment they were like, they had a committee scene. Like, because in the trailers, they kind of show like there's a committee up there and that uh, fucking... Xavier was a part of it. I'm like, oh, oh, they're doing the Illuminati. Mm -hmm. That's fucking weird because, you know, the Illuminati, first of all, the Illuminati is really controversial in the comic books. Um, depending on who you ask, they'll either really like them as a concept or really hate them because of what they do to a bunch of the characters. Uh, let me just say that uh, they uh, they do some really morally gray shit with blood. No, they they do a lot of bullshit. Like, it's basically Reed Richards Playhouse. Um, like they're they're the ones that cause Planet Hulk, basically. They their entire idea was basically stop crime before it happens, which uh well, not crime, stop bad guys. Disasters. From, yeah, disasters, because they're like cosmic level. But um by the way, before before you get into that, one part that actually really bothered me, uh when somebody said like, Oh, we just need to go we just need to introduce you to the Illuminati. They say we need to introduce you to the Illuminati to Stephen Strange, and he's like the Illuma Wuddy? I'm like, have you? Okay, that is a word. It is a commonly referred to like conspiracy theory. You know what the fuck it means. Maybe, may, like, I think I'm wondering if it was supposed to originally, like when it was written in the script, supposed to be kind of like a, you're, you're kidding, right? The Illuminati, right? Because um, that's obviously absurd mm. that they would call themselves the Illuminati. Um which it is, by the way. I cannot believe that they thought calling themselves the Illuminati was a good idea. It's a way to mask their real presence in the world, man. 
yeah don't but, be a sheep but i but i agree i i had completely forgotten about that fact until you mentioned it but like yeah what what do you mean you don't know what the illuminati is like you at least know what it means yeah um but yeah i'm sorry um so when i was talking earlier about stuff that was definitely not sam raimi's design the illuminati they were put there very specifically because uh well they're trying to start secret war and part of that involves the illuminati and the multiverse bullshit and obviously the mcu is trying to pull more from the comics to really kind of hit home with classic comic nerds which on one hand i really do appreciate i like the fact that they are constantly making these really deep pulls but like i said one of the problems i have with it is that they are constantly getting deeper and deeper and deeper into lore that's really making it hard for these movies to act independently but yes, uh, especially because at the very end, like the, the post credit scene, not the post post credits, but like the mid post credit scene, uh, we get this shot of and you had to like look her up on your like on Google afterwards. But apparently Dr. Strange's multiversal wife shows up. Oh, yeah. That's, and, and, yeah. And, and, and she's like, yeah, we got to fix the shit that you broke. It's like, OK. And here I was thinking like, OK, I don't know who that is. I don't really give a fuck. The thing I expected to happen was Loki to show up from the TVA to like really tie this shit in, you know, because they've already interacted in the past and you're tying into shit that people already know. And so if like Loki walked out of one of those TVA portals, like, uh, like Loki, what are you doing here? I thought you were dead. There's a lot you don't know and a lot you just broke. You better get the fuck in here and come with me. I feel like that would have been a much better setup for things moving forward personally. I just, I, well, whatever the ending of the movie. Okay. We'll get into the ending of the movie in a little bit. I feel like we're, I don't want to jump too far there because I still want to talk about the Illuminati because the Illuminati scene sucks. Like it just like, and I mean the initial scene, the scene later, more interesting, still kind of sucks if you think about it. But, um, the initial scene where we get to meet all of them, it's like, Ooh, that brings the whole movie to a fucking halt. Like, I mean a strong halt also wow these guys are fucking stupid like holy shit they're all dumb as hell like i understand the idea that dr strange is in and of himself proven he has proven himself to be a threat Mm -hmm. but he's still dr goddamn strange and when he says no this person is a much bigger threat than me and then they treat her like she's nothing what the fuck are they doing like reed richards is supposed to be one of the smartest people alive professor x is one of the smartest people alive he should and he's the one that believes dr strange he should be able to read thoughts but they completely just drop every single ball it's absurd it's it's in maddening actually and then we see them all die like the idiots that they are and really best scene wanda going sicko mode oh, oh yeah i will say this Wanda going sicko mode, absolutely what we should call it. Very satisfying, especially when God, you, fucking Black Bolt, man, just the first, damn that 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 made me. Ugh. Oh yeah, I heard you. You you made an audible noise during their death scenes because they're brutal. Like she, she rips Reed Richards into cosmic string, and oh, then yes. his, like, and then his head pops at the end of it, and Black Bolt just like uh, all he has to do is whisper, and you'll explode. How will he do that with no mouth? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that uh, that was shocking. That was if the it, like that. That was the part where it could have gone R if if there was a splatter behind him and not just that. Honestly, it almost was a little grosser that the head kind of popped out like a balloon and then sunk back in. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the part that makes it truly horrifying. It's the sinking of his mask. That that was oh boy. Um, although I will have to say this. So before we get too far into it, and I won't delve too far into this topic either. Um, uh, the, her, the ability of her powers kind of seems a little. She can rewrite poor. reality. Yeah, and uh, the fact that she can just kind of do that, like I wish. I genuinely wish that it was a little bit more easy to understand how her powers work because throughout the entire film, she is this cosmic horror that fucking stalks them. And I love a lot of those scenes. Trust me. The oh, scene God, at the, when she's like walking around covered in blood, just the scene at the temple, the scene at the temple where she starts dragging dudes into the water. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is what we're dragging doing with dudes Wanda. into the water uh, when she's chasing them through the undercity tunnels and just like, Oh man. Yeah. Th- that's the, sh- that's my jam. Yeah, that is everything that I wanted the new mutants to be, but it sucked. So I never saw it. Um, I also never saw the uh, the TV series that Black Bolt originates in. Uh, oh yeah, the Eternals or something. No, no, not or, the Eternals, no. but I forget what it's called. Inhumans. Inhumans. Yeah, I yeah, never saw that either. either. Um, but Black Bolt is in there, so it kind of sucks that like obviously the movie does nothing to introduce you to who Black Bolt is. Uh, which is a little bit weird. You'd think they might try and cover some of that ground, but oh well. Um, they tell yeah. you what his power is, and that's all that matters. I don't know why he's part of the Illuminati. I guess he's just really strong. Yeah. Oh, he is the king of the Inhumans, isn't he? Or something? I don't fucking know. I actually have no idea. Anyway, point being, um, yeah, uh, her powers are a little bit inconsistent and poorly explained, which means when she does these really, really cool things, it's like, okay, but why don't you just do that all the time? Why don't you just do that with every character? Why don't you just look at a character and remove their ability to breathe? Why don't you just look at them and remove their heart? It's like, you can do these things on a whim and then you can't like, it's, it's, it's the same problem that happened when you introduce magic in general. I mean, you know, it's. Once you have the mystic arts and you don't really explain the rules, it's like they do what they do when they need to do them. Yeah, it just it kind of bothers me a little bit because it's like the force in Star Wars. But at least the force, you know, you you can do like lightning. You can make things float. You can change people's minds. I understand everything that the force can do. And, you know, when they're not just going to introduce some random power because they need it at the time. Thanks, force healing. Anyway, point bang. It's been uh, in the video games for years. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I ain't playing the video games. I'm watching the movies. Anyway. You're missing out on Knights of the Old Republic. Um, but it's it just really bothers me that it, when when characters' abilities are not made clear, because then they can just kind of do whatever the plot needs to at the time. It kind of reminds me of when they have those uh, scenes where uh, Speedster suddenly goes so fast that time stands still. Yeah, sorry, no. Once you've done that, they're in possible they're literally unbeatable they can fight anybody and win if it's it's why i really really wish they would stop doing it it's cool but it makes no sense but anyway um i i it's a small it's really kind of a small problem though because it's not a problem that's all throughout the film and again wanda is a very effective villain like very effective maybe one of the best villains in the mcu as I said earlier, I just kind of wish that her story was a little bit better introduced because it 
kind of just made it hard for me to invest myself in her emotionally. And the and film now it's over. Yeah, and now it's over. And the film doesn't want you to invest in her emotionally. Like they are, they do rely on that a bit. And I will say, even though I do think it kind of dropped the ball a little bit, the scene where she has to confront herself is actually very effective. It's moving. Um, I'm really glad that that is how her character is resolved. That's perfect. Um, I also really like the scene where she first possesses her uh, alternate reality self. Because again, you get, you're getting a lot of that evil dead flair, but with a really high budget. Like when she looks into the teacup and it's like the ocean and just, oh, oh, so fucking cool. So oh. fucking cool. I loved that. Yeah, those shots are so fucking good. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, no, there's a lot of great looking scenes in this. I feel like I've complained a bunch and uh, that's only because uh, there's I can uh, there's just so many things in the film. The scene where oh my god, the music fight. There's a there's a scene where Doctor Strange fights himself in another universe and they use musical notes from uh from uh, what do you call it? Uh sheet music. Sheet music. Holy crap. I mean, I think it could have been done a little better, but it was yeah, so I, I, cool. I had to run out and pee at that point. Again, movies need uh, intermissions now. I actually agree. I think For that... me, specifically. Only me. Just <laughs> when I need to pause it, it paused. Also, uh, the fucking zombie strange. So mm. good. So, I so did, good. Especially when he had like the cloak of death around him. Like, oh, that looks sick. Oh, that's fucking cool. That was fucking awesome awesome that's Raimi to a t because like he looked like a deadite it was great it's just such a great idea like uh, the when when they say it doesn't have to be a live body i'm like oh my god sam sam must have creamed when he like i don't know if he chekhov's corpse chekhov not to be confused with chekhov's real corpse like what a great first of all what a great poll Second, what a great shot. Like, the, the fact that Sam got to do the classic hand reaching out of the uh, out of the grave. grave. <laughs> Although I will say, the body decayed a little bit faster than it actually would have. A little don't weird care. there. Cool. It don't care. Looked cool. Um, it was also a little bit funny where it's like, hey, remember, you're Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange is like, oh, right. I'll just control these souls. I can do that. It was very reminiscent of uh, Plan to Eradicate the Saiyans when they're fighting like the the villains. It's like, we can't kill them. Guys, they're, they're ghost warriors. Oh, yeah. And then they beat them immediately. But yeah, it, it still worked. It still worked. I loved it. It was really cool. I was all about it. All the all the horror and all the magical shit in this film, perfect. A plus. I want I want more of it. I wanted more of that. Yeah, that's what I wanted the film to be about. Not America Chavez and her missing mommies. I'm sorry. I, I'm I've been really mean to America Chavez. Her actress is really. Is, How dare is good. you be mean to America? America's been so good to you. I, you know what? I feel like America could be better. America could be better. But you know what? The America we have is the America we got. We can try to change it over time. But right now, America's okay. I don't know. I feel like we could do without America. Um, maybe, but that's globalism. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I feel like I've been really, really mean to uh, Chavez. Um, and yeah. it's it's been a little... Uh, it, it's not that... Again, she's portrayed well enough i love her design actually like mm -hmm. everything she looks cool Den she's, denim works somehow and, and i'm sorry the star punches 
those are fucking awesome. Like those, oh my God, they look so cool. But at the end of the day, it's just like, she's not, she doesn't belong in this film. And if she did, she needed to be written like she had a actual place uh, development outside of of being a MacGuffin and then dropping her into Hogwarts at the end. She has no sense of agency throughout the entire thing. So when, again, when Dr. Strange is like, no, it has to be you. Why? Yeah. You have a cloak of souls around you, dude. Go do something cool. Whatever. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Even if she's just a MacGuffin on like, the rest of the film is largely very satisfying. Again, everything that Sam Raimi had more control over is really good. And everything that felt like an MCU mandate was mediocre and just distracting. Which made it, makes it worse. That That's the problem. If, if I felt like this was supposed to be a natural part of the film, it might not be as distracting. But knowing what it is, ah, just makes it worse for me. But yeah. I still... And, and it- Okay, go ahead. You, I was I gonna say, and, and and again, that post credit scene just makes me like feel like drift even further into my feeling of this feels so directionless. Because yeah. it feels like every character is like, I, I mean, it's it's fine that every character is doing their own thing. I, I don't need everything to be grouped up, but I, I I do feel this need for some sort of through line right now that I'm just not seeing. I, yeah, uh, but you know what. Let's keep it to this film. We don't have to talk about the MCU. It's, 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 it's partly this film, though. Like, it's this film's fault that I'm feeling that way. I mean, that's true. Some people, uh, by the way, brought up the whole scalpel thing about how he needs to not be holding the scalpel, which is why they give it to America Chavez. And what I'm saying is it doesn't work for me. Like, the whole thing, he has to be holding the scalpel. I'm sorry, but, like, if you were going to do that, they needed to do it with a better character than what they gave Chavez. That's my problem. Like... I, I get that he needs to stop being so controlling and always being the one who's supposed to solve the problems, but they did it with the wrong character, or at least they didn't make the character work for me in the setting that they built. That's that that's the frustration. But you yeah. know, I I do love that idea for Doctor Strange, like he's he is very controlling he has to be the guy who's always handling the issue i mean god if you watch uh one thing i thought one thing i thought they were going to get into a bit more was the idea like they they introduced several times throughout the movie they asked are you sure that was the only way to beat thanos like yes. giving him giving giving up and letting half the people die was that really the only way they they ask that question and yeah we do see an alternate world where he does win by using the dark hold uh which was a concept introduced after thanos so not really as impactful as it could have been but i i really thought they were going to introduce the idea of no there was another way but it would have required him to sacrifice something bigger well i mean that is what it is he ended kind up of. no he ended up wiping out an entire universe to take yeah, out thanos he, he, yes but I mean, w- without like the dark hold being the thing, I meant something personal, uh, not uh. grand of scale, but like he would have had to have given up, say, um, I-, I don't know, like somebody like very personal would have had to have died for him uh, throughout the movie. You know, the-, the entire thing between him and whoever the fuck Rachel McAdams is, uh, Christine, Christine. Like that's that's the relationship they're playing with. And I was thinking, like, maybe they're going to reveal something 
uh, like on that wall of memory and exposition where it's like, okay, there was another way, but she would have died and he couldn't have that. That would have been an interesting way to go about it. Um, I, th although I thought that was, I thought that was going to be the twist that they played with where it's like, no, there was another way to defeat Thanos and, uh, but it would have caused a battle in this city and th these people that I care about would have died and I, I mean, can't do that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you, well, remember his, his whole thing was that he wanted to save everyone. And effectively that is what he does. Mm -hmm. He also causes the blip to happen, but I mean, he probably looked at what will save the most lives. And if you look at the amount of lives that are lost in the fight with, uh, um, Exactly, but it's, it's the whole question, needs of the many, needs of the few. If the blip never had to happen, and maybe like a thousand or so people died because of this battle that would eventually happen, but one of those people is somebody that, it's the trolley scenario, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting thought. They don't spend enough time actually going into it, though, like you said. Yeah. And, and, like I, and like I said, they don't actually do that. Oh, you, I where mean, I thought it, I, it's where I thought it was going. But. Which, if I'm going to be completely fucking honest with you, th maybe that's why the whole, like, can't let go of the scalpel thing doesn't work for me very well. Yeah, because it, it has nothing to do with him letting go of control, which, yes, he, he does have some control issues where he has to be the one to, like, try to fix everything and stuff. But that's because he has the power to. Yeah, it just it, when he sees into the future like that, which I guess he can't do without the eye of Agamotto anymore. I don't know. Um, the fact that he uh, he sees into multiple timelines and then chooses the one he already saw all those timelines. Of course, he chose the right one. I mean, maybe there was he chose the one that worked for him is the thing that I thought it was going to be, though. Yeah, maybe uh, if that if they had done that, then that might that may have been a very that would have been a interesting plot point but they didn't so it just kind of makes it sound like no he did do the right thing and he shouldn't have given up the scalpel that's that's mm. what that sounds like it's uh, the cars three scenario where lightning mcqueen gets to have his cake and eat it too at the end yeah oh the time stone right yeah, the time stone is how he did it but yeah it's it's um i don't know i guess at the end of the day it's it's still a good film. It's got some good morals, great use of great cinematography. Again, we've talked about this. It looks pretty as fuck, and Sam Raimi is going whole hog on everything that he can. Uh, oh, although I also I did want to say, fucking Captain Marvel's death is bullshit. Yeah, that's the one I don't remember. Yeah, like she just kind of gets crushed by rocks or something. Yeah, she gets rocks crushed. fall. She dies. Yeah, she gets knocked into a statue and it falls on her and she dies. The fuck? I'm sorry. No, that that's that's lame. That sucks. She's Captain Marvel in this film, and she goes out really cheaply. Poor Monica Rambo. I know. Hopefully, she gets treated better in whatever the fuck she actually gets in the MCU. Um, I believe she's getting a show. If I'm correct, I I, I can't remember what they're using Monica Rambo for next. Um, I, I, she, I, know, I know they got like a slate of shows coming out soon. They just released the She-Hulk trailer. Which uh, somebody pointed out if they were going to make her like all CG basically in the first place, which looking at it, yeah, she's basically all CG. Why didn't they make her buffer? They could have well, made her buffer. She-Hulk was never like super like, you know, well, big. Yeah, she, but, was, she was always like... I'm not. I'm not saying they needed to make her Hulk size. Okay, you, the obviously like, but the, even the comics, most of the comics still make her way buffer than she is. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it's it's just it's it's 
who knows? I'm just saying, they had an opportunity for giant buff woman, and they're like, eh, we'll just make her generally, like, fit and tall. And green. It doesn't look great, by the way. That CG also looks... Mm. But anyway, um, it's... I don't know. It's... Uh... <sighs> oh, right. She's... Uh, yeah, I think she's in the next Mar uh, Captain Marvel movie. Mar Monica Rambeau is. Anyway, right. um, but yeah, I don't know. It, the movie was good, uh, but I would agree. It's like a 6.5 for me. It would have probably been close. It's not the best. It's not the worst. No, no. And it's that's an actual 6.5. A lot of people will be like, a 6? God, you must have hated it. No. A 6 is like above, above average. average. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I could look at things like Black Widow and give it like a 5. Mm -hmm. um, and Shang-Chi, which is probably... Closer to a yeah, six I've, for me. Yeah, I've, it's 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 dampened on me over time. Yeah, unfortunately, like if you really go back and sit through it, there's it's amazing the kind of stupid bullshit we just allow in Marvel films. Like we really, I know that we're supposed to um, suspend our disbelief, but damn, these films are asking so much of us, a lot of us. You need to do a lot of research these days for some of these. Well, not just research, but like if you're watching Shang-Chi, you can watch Shang-Chi and like not watch almost any other Marvel movie and be mostly okay. Like there's not a lot that really ties back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Shang-Chi. But yeah, Wong shows up and we see Abomination who I guess survived. Yeah, but like if you go back and you like rewatch it, there's a just a ton of stupid shit throughout. Like really just that makes no logical sense shit that we just kind of have to sort of accept for the mo uh, for the plot to keep moving. And that guy just has a sword for an arm. Guy has a sword for an arm. How about the fact that yeah, he actually chose the name Sean and, uh, and then when his name was Shang-Chi. Like why would you choose a simple name like that? Why would your dad try actually actively try to kill you when you're apparently necessary for his plot? Like, there's tons of stuff. There's a, there's a lot of weird shit. There's a but... lot of really dumb shit in the film that I, when I was watching it, I was like, I just want this to be good. And I'm starting to get past that now. I don't care. I, I want the films to be good, but I'm not going to continuously just turn my goddamn brain off anymore. Because I want good films. And they just, they're like, we're just going to give you spectacle. And we're going to give you just the tightest enough plot to get you there and it's like fuck man like yeah, yeah. i uh, it, it just it bothers it's, me it's it's something to escape from reality for a few hours yeah but i'm also at kind of the point where uh if there's one thing that you know as shitty as 2020 was i really did like just sitting at home and watching these big long fucking movies <laughs> <sighs> there is there, there's there's something to be said about uh some of these movies not necessarily needing to be exclusively in theaters per se like i i understand that it's way more profitable and i know that that experience isn't going anywhere as long as it is but i do like being able to lay on my couch and pause the movie if i need to go take a piss <sighs> yeah i mean uh I don't think I needed to see Turning Red in theaters, I won't lie. Uh, by the way, um, we didn't do anything about Turning Red. Turning Red is really fucking good, y'all. Turning Red is absolutely, definitely one of my best, my favorite. Did, oh man, between Encanto and uh, Turning Red, some good fucking Disney stuff out right now. Right on. 
I don't know if uh, it, well, do, you, do you think do you think uh, do you think Lightyear is going to be any good? The trailer that we saw for it gave me hope in some ways. Like, I mean, it it looks cute at the very least. Hmm. I don't I don't know if it's going to be like super good, but I think at the very least it's going to be Disney mediocre. Yeah, and and Disney mediocre is watchable. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah. see. Uh, I think I think we've said all we're going to say about Doctor Strange and the mom. So uh, let us know what you think in the comments below or if you're here in the live chat. Feel free. I mean, you guys have been uh, piping in this whole time, but this has been the TalkCast Pod Show. Oh, no, it's oh? Just, I just oh? realized I, I wanted to talk about the goddamn backstory fucking the the the, the backstory circles. I, I'm sorry. I, I got to mention this the, real the, quick. The wall, the wall of backstory where we uh, see the moms and Doctor Strange. I, I understand that they're not in our universe, but the fact that they are in a city where apparently the store will just let you stand on a circle and then it will show your memories. Okay. First of all, why are you projecting it out into the street? God, what if I thought of something that obviously I don't want anyone to see? That is just opening it up to really bad like scenarios. God, if you have somebody with PTSD and they're walking, Look, man, suddenly- I just want I just want to show everybody my threesome. Okay, I want everybody to know. I, it, look, I'll be right there with you watching, but it's mm-hmm. just a little weird that. It's just out on the sidewalk. Like, again, the these movies want you to turn your brain off so much that they're just going to be... It's almost like they're calling themselves out with how blatantly stupid that is. Look, it, it, look it's, it's a Reed Richards invention, and we already know he's an asshole. He, well, Reed Richards is, in fact, an asshole who would make a bunch of completely unnecessary things, spending way too much money to do it. Oh, this my is- God, he's Elon Musk.